Hi, it's Chris. Dr. Jung Park is a senior fellow in the Center for East Asia Policy Studies at Brookings and author of the new important book, Becoming Kim Jong-un, a former CIA analyst's insights into North Korea's enigmatic young dictator. The book examines Kim's personality, preferences, and policy choices, and the implications for North Korea's internal stability, denuclearization, and global security. Jung, you wrote recently that understanding Kim Jong-un and his motivations is vital to minimizing the North Korea nuclear threat. If, as the latest reports indicate, Kim Jong-un is alive, has anything changed as a result of his brief disappearance? Thanks, Chris. Yes, uh, Kim Jong-un is alive, according to regime media, and I don't have any uh, doubts about his being alive and well, um, and, and at least walking around and doing the usual things. But as a result of his disappearance or absence from the public view in the past three weeks, nothing much has changed since he's reappeared. Uh, North Korea still has nuclear weapons. It's still pretty belligerent. And it's still under a a mess of sanctions uh, for its illicit activities and for its nuclear weapons program. But the absence in those three weeks was a snapshot of some of the things that keep us awake at night about North Korea. So why was there such a furor over his absence? And I think it's because this single individual is the pivot on which a lot of North Korean stability and regional security and global security rests. In his absence, there triggered visions of competing factions developing in North Korea and the potential for armed conflict. Secondly, the idea of loose nukes. Um, North Korea has potentially scores of nuclear weapons. It's got a range of ballistic missiles that are reliable, especially at shorter ranges. It's got a significant cache of chemical and biological weapons which we saw in 2017 when the regime killed Kim's half-brother, it was willing to use. And we were fearful of the potential for these competing factions uh, potentially using or selling these nuclear weapons to generate revenue. Third, we worried about refugee flows, that in some sort of conflict or collapse scenario that we would see millions of uh, North Koreans trying to flee toward the Chinese border. Fourth, the current coronavirus pandemic would amplify all of the existing problems in North Korea. Uh, 40% of North Korea's 25 million people are malnourished. 8 million people have uh, uh, lack access to clean water and sanitation. And you can imagine what that might do uh, in a situation where the current stringent measures on the pandemic containment start to erode as a result of internal instability. Fifth, There was a potential for external actors such as China, Russia, South Korea, and for that matter, the United States to go into North Korea to intervene, to try to restore order, to try to uh, contain the nuclear weapons or secure the nuclear weapons and to assist in any kind of humanitarian issue. But that also sets up all these countries for a potential conflict or an armed clash uh, as a result of miscalculation or otherwise. So, and all of these things are some of the problems that rest with North Korea and why there was such uh, anxiety over what is happening in North Korea and what has happened to Kim. Um, And this is, these are enduring issues. And Kim's health is not likely to get any better unless he changes his lifestyle. So Kim's health will continue to be a wild card as we continue to look at North Korean stability issues as well as global security. How much of a risk does COVID-19 add to whatever existing instability was there before? The North Korean regime has put in place some stringent measures such as lockdowns, you know, the borders are secured, 
A lot of the public facilities have been closed um, since January. So they've been pretty stringent, including things like uh, reportedly where uh, North Korean border guards are shooting people who try to cross the border. And so in a instability scenario where there is lack of, a lack of clarity about what's happening or there's competing factions and lots of ambiguity about uh, future prospects, those stringent measures could potentially erode as some of the um, government measures start to go away um, as a result of some of the bigger issues of, of potential armed conflict among competing factions. Um, and so, and I think it would also affect the region's ability to respond. Um, are we going to have enough PPE or personal protective equipment to be able to to manage the crisis in North Korea? Um, and so that, uh, so coupled with those two reasons, internal and external to North Korea, I think that would really significantly uh, affect um, our ability to respond to North Korea. And a potential impact on the its economy uh, and its ability to circumvent sanctions, trade with China. Does COVID-19 play a role there? Yes, COVID-19 as a result of the border lockdowns. Now, North Korea relies on China for 90% of its total trade. Um, and the lockdown has, has caused significant economic anxiety in North Korea. Um, there's, there are reports of hoarding, there are reports of panic buying, and those are two signifiers of a, uh, of a, of a population that feels insecure, that feels unsure about the future and about government, pro- uh, government uh, policies. And so all of those things, the, the COVID pandemic and the lockdown and the regime measures have, uh, have really exacerbated existing economic stressors on the regime as a result of the sanctions for the regime's illicit activities like cyber crimes, hacking, the selling and uh, importing and exporting of uh, banned items, um, as well as for its nuclear weapons program. Jung, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Thank you, Chris.